The offers in this interview have now ended and are no longer available. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Behind the Bet. My name is Rudhima Patek and a big, big hello to our Club Talk users on sportsbet.io. You know the man who's going to join us very soon. And just in case you have any questions regarding his wicket-keeping skills, regarding his captaincy, regarding his cricketing journey, or, you know, his stylish outfits that have become the talk of the town, please register yourself on uh, sportsbed.io and come on Club Talk and, of course, ask your questions. And let's call upon the man, the very stylish, the very skilled cricketer that we have in our country, Dinesh Karthik. Welcome, Dinesh. Hello, hello. Good evening. Oh, my God. You know, I have to tell you, when I was going to do this show, I had to search through my wardrobe so that I can at least match to 10% of how you pulling off these stylish stints, which has become like, like not just a talk of the cricketing world, but I think everybody's talking about it. You're giving some serious competition to a lot of stylists out there because you're doing all of this on your own. Are you? <laughs> First of all, uh, Ridhima, thank you so much. I think it's very flattering to hear all this, but you're one of the best dressed people going around in the sport. So, you know, it's very good. Uh, it's coming from you, but, uh, you know, uh, fashion is just a very big extension of your personality. And I'm really happy that people seem to like what I wear, so to say. But overall, I think over a period of time, the journey that I've been off the field has been very, very interesting, to say the least. And I'm really happy and excited to be here. Indeed, it's a pleasure. And of course, there are a lot of questions that are already flowing in. But before we get to that, I have a few questions myself to, you know, it's, I've spoken to her many times before in the 2019 Cricket World Cup, but now is the time when I actually get to have a theater with you. So take me through your journey. Like, um, you know, you've played against so many teams internationally, domestic, which has been your favorite team to play against and which has been the toughest. I think the, my favorite team to play against is Pakistan because obviously, if, uh, you know, over a period of time, the rivalries that's developed. I've watched a lot of India-Pakistan matches those days in Sharjah. So it was, uh, you know, it is, it is something that I grew up with. So whenever I played Pakistan, it, I thought it always brought out the best in me. And, uh, you know, luckily over a period of time, most of the games that we did play and I did represent India against Pakistan, we went on to do well against them. So it's obviously a very nice feeling. Among the opponents that I found really tough, I think in a T20 format, one of the tougher opponents, I think, over a period of time have been West Indies because they're very unpredictable. Sometimes, you know, they'll come and smash it. Sometimes, you know, you can easily get them out. So they have this up and down nature to their cricket, which is very interesting in many ways. Uh, a lot like, you know, uh, how their uh, life out there is. Uh, and it's a beautiful uh, journey to be part of when you play against West Indies because you never know what you're going to be up against on that day unless you play against them. Indeed. So, what do you reckon are the chances in this T20 World Cup? West Indies seem are we like talking a good about side. West Indies? All right. West Indies, yeah. I think, again, as I said, they are in what you call a group of death. They have Australia there, England there, and interestingly, two very good Asian teams, Bangladesh and Sri Lanka, have just come in there and then add South Africa to the mix. So, that is six good teams there. And I will definitely say they have to turn up on at least four out of the five days ready and good to go and then they will have a good chance if you ask me do they have the chance definitely i think they're a solid side but the question is how ready are they every time they turn up to a t20 game in this world cup that's going to decide how good they're going to be indeed so well of course all eyes on that team for sure let's talk about the ipl first of all congratulations to uh kolkata yeah guys came, came came very close of course uh, it was Chennai's day. But having said that, you've been with the team. What has changed with the team over the years? 
I think, look, I think boys have become men. You have to understand when the cycle was picked in 2018, uh, Chennai Super Kings were the most experienced team or in many, many ways, their average age was the oldest. On the other hand, on the other side of the spectrum stood KKR with the youngest team at the auction. That's how young we had in terms of boys. Over a period of four years, I think definitely they grew from boys to men. Some of them represented the country. Some of them gained the IPL experience that they much needed. And then when we did set foot in Dubai, a few things fell in place. We practiced well. I think we were ready. At the start, we had nothing to lose. But when we did have a lot to lose and the pressure was on, we walked into the ground every time knowing that if we do our best, there's not many teams that can compete with us. And I think we did a fabulous job walking into that IPL knockouts and we did really well for ourselves. We ran the fastest that we could, but, you know, CSK pipped us at the post and fair enough, they played some lovely cricket. Indeed. And I love, first of all, I have to compliment you on your commentary stint as well. I While you were talking right now, it just sounded so rhythmic. It sounded like commentary. How difficult has commentary been? And uh, have there been any challenges around that? It was it was very challenging, first of all, you know, I'm seeing all my friends playing, I've played with them, I've been in the same team, you know, and, uh, you know, batted in the same uh, pitch, so to say, had so many partnerships, it was very, very interesting. I had to go and do interviews with two of my favourite cricketers, Virat Kohli and Rohit Sharma, very close to me as well as people, just going and interviewing them, getting the best out of them. I enjoyed the whole process, it was a lot of fun, it's a lot of hard work as well. You know, the worst part is I needed to go before the players came onto the ground and I had to leave after they left the ground, that was like, wow. Those are long days there. It just looks easy sometimes. But then as a commentator, you have a lot of long days there. Who okay, better can tell that than you, Ritima? Well, I've not come to the commentary side because I really know that is that is another level of preparation. For all those who are watching, I think uh, DK out here will tell you that the best thing about uh, watching commentators, the kind of homework they do, and they mark all their stats in red, green, yellow... Uh, DK, if you could throw some light on the prep that you have to do because of commentary. So, yes, I think you've got to understand that when you, you know, go into a day as a commentator, if you want to do a good job at it, it's like going for an exam. You need to be well prepared. You need to understand what you're going to come up against. Do the right amount of research so that you can speak sense. At the end of the day, the viewers are all clever. They are all cricket fans over a period of time. They know their sport. You got to connect with them at a very emotional level, at, at a level where they feel, you know what, DK is speaking some sense. Only if you come from that school of thought can you make a difference to them. If you're just going to come out there, see the game and call it, that's fine. They'll be okay with it. But if you want to make a difference to every viewer watching, they're saying, oh, you know what, DK speaks sense. It could also be the other way around. You know, he speaks something I don't trust him, not I don't trust him, I don't like maybe. That's okay. That's an opinion again. As long as you speak content that comes from your heart and you're able to connect with the with the viewer in a very emotional sort of way and make them understand, you know, playing sport is hard work. I think they'll respect you for that. Of course. Talking about respect uh, and talking about records, uh, the first man to win the man of the match in a T20I. How's that for a record? What memories does that bring back? Oh, plenty of fond memories, you know. Those days when T20 did start, this was around the 2007, 2000, early 2007. So the IPL wasn't in place. A few countries had played a couple of T20 games, but they played it like fun. I remember Australia, you know, had all their nicknames at the back of their shirt. Like Gilchrist was named, uh, the name behind the shirt was Churchy. So they had, you know, a Simon, Andrew Simons was called Roy. So all they, they didn't take it very seriously in so many words. 
But by the time IPL came around, this was a prop format and people loved it. They enjoyed it. This is cricket's answer to football in many ways. It's short, sharp. You better be good at it every day you come up. And for us, that first T20, Virendra Sehwag was the captain. Dhoni played. Everybody played. It was just an honor to be part of the team. And, you know, going on to win the man of the match was a, was a topping that was required for me in my life. But it was a beautiful game of cricket. Indeed, now, now that the fact that you mentioned about uh, the banter that cricketers have between themselves, and we're like about, I think, two days away from uh, the 24th of December, where we've got the big match, India versus Pakistan T20 Cricket World Cup, coming back after five years. If you could just tell me, what is the kind of talk that you have in a dressing room or in the huddle? Is it an emotional one? Is it a motivational talk? No, it's neither emotional nor motivational. More often than not, it's just perfect sense as to what we should be doing as a group of 11 people walking in to play against Pakistan. It's as simple as that. We need to go. Let's hit good areas. Let's make sure our fielders back it up. Let's not get too carried away because of the of the, of the fans that are watching or get too emotional about what Pakistan is to us. We have a game between a bat and ball. We'll try and dominate it every time that happens. I think those are the kind lines of talk that a captain would be having. Stay calm. Stay emotional after the game. But when the game is on, you're a cricketer. Just try and win a game of cricket. All right, then. Well, of course, uh, there are a lot of questions coming in. So, DK, I think uh, I should keep my questions to myself. Let those questions come in. And this is where we roll on to the next segment of the show, which is hashtag Ask DK. So, uh, on with... That's Ask DK. All right, guys. Uh, Plenty of questions. Very first question that is uh, in our hands is from Ted underscore ZZ. Or I'm going to, I'm just going to say Ted ZZ. And he says, Hi, Dinesh. What are your thoughts on upcoming talented wicket keepers such as Ashan Kishan playing for India? Look, I think these young boys are here to stay. You know, when the pressure is on, they raise their game a bit. You could see Ishan Kishan is a fabulous cricketer. If he bats in the power play and he's an opener, he's as good as anybody out there in the world. He's very powerful. He can clear the boundary for a joke a lot of the times. You saw how good he was in that last game that Mumbai Indians played SRH. He took them down. He was batting at about 80 and about 30, 35 balls. Phenomenal batsman. He's got a lot of shots. Very good player of spin. Overall, he's very, very good provided he's opening the battings for India. All right. I hope that answers your question. The next question we have is from Khalid DJ. And he's asking, Hi, DK. Welcome. Can you tell us about how you sledge Nasser Hussain in the commentary during the WTC final? <laughs> it's a very tricky question, isn't it? Basically, you know, uh, my first stint in the World Test Championship, you know, I had Nasser Hussain with me and Ian Bishop, both very senior, both very uh, good commentators. So, I was sharing, uh, you know, sharing the mic with them. It was fun. And, you know, just there was a moment where just, they just showed Ra Rohit Sharma and all the shots that he's capable of. So I just turned around and told Nasa, Nasa, he's so good. I'm sure you're not as good. So, you know, just turned into a bit of sledging, but he, he was appreciative. He's a very, very nice person. Somebody who I really like and a terrific commentator as well. Indeed. And uh, by the way, mine too. I really, really appreciated working with him during that 2019 Cricket World Cup as well. All right, coming up. Next question. We've got uh, King Shane 101. King Shane 101 is asking, what are the biggest differences you notice during a match when commentating compared to captaining? By the way, huge fan of your commentary. For a start, uh, captaining and commentating, very, very different. Commentating is obviously you 
you know, you're looking at it with a bird's eye sort of view. You're trying to understand why something is happening. Whereas as a captain, you're making it happen. You decide the pace of play. You decide the moves. You decide it's a bit like playing chess. You need to stay one step ahead of the opponent if you want to consistently beat someone. And that's how the game is played. Comment the captain is, you know, in many ways, he's the captain of the ship, so to say. In cricket, captain is the major guy. Coach takes a back step. In most other team sports like football and you know, American football, soccer, the manager is more important than the captain on the field. All right. King Shane, that's your answer. Moving on to the next question that we have from Vivek Dhyani 1. Vivek Dhyani 1 is asking, DK, what is the biggest regret you have in your career so far? And do you have any coaching plans after retirement? What is the biggest regret? I mean, if I had one regret in my first uh, series uh, in Test cricket, I got 91. And I played a rather silly shot to get out against Pakistan. So I, I sometimes look, turn around and feel, oh, you know what, I could have got that 100. Any coaching plans after retirement? Haven't thought about it because honestly, I haven't thought about retirement uh, as of now. So it's not something that's brushed my mind yet. Got it. Well, DK, I have a question that, you know, like in any other cricketer, your your cricketing career also had a lot of ups and downs, uh, especially after the Olympics. That has been the quite the topic of discussion about mental health. I'm sure you also were challenged a lot mentally, as well as, of course, physically our injuries, which keep coming to a cricketer, but mentally for sure. How did you overcome that during that time? Yeah, it's, it's very nice of you that you asked me this question because I think this topic is in vogue these days, mental health and mental health for sportsmen. And more importantly, with the advent of this term called bubbles, mental health is taking a toll on every sportsman. It's coming to cricket now and you can see how it's hard for cricketers. I've spoken to cricketers who feel that if the bubble keeps continuing, they'll find it very hard to play the sport. I understand because you have to understand, you know, at the end of the day, as a sportsman, you deal with so many pressures, even if you're not playing on that particular day a match, you're practicing, you're thinking about the game. So a lot of the time you just want to move out of the hotel, just go and have a meal, just go meet somebody who is probably not associated with the sport, talk something that is very different to what you're doing, just to chill, just to relax, ease your mind. These are things sportsmen over a period of time have done, definitely cricketers more so, where you try and unwind so to say now that aspect is missing a lot with the advent of bubbles because all you have is your room and if you're lucky maybe there is you know a restaurant that you can go to within the hotel so you're very confined to a small place and more often than not it is indoor so spending that amount of time indoors over a period of one month or you know 45 days however long the tournament is it can get really tiring on you mentally imagine yourself confined to four walls for you know hours and hours together it can be really tough on you mentally so you know and on top of that you've got to understand that we need to be staying in peak physical shape for us to compete in international cricket and if you keep putting us you know in a room and we're not able to move around much it gets tough so that is why i do feel you know this bubble in many ways is not sustainable over a period of time. Yes, at this point of time, I do understand it's happening, but I do think we need to get away with it. I think people have accepted that COVID is here and it's going to stay. How do we work around it is the better question to ask. Not try and run away from it or find a space like a bubble where you're confining people to a very small environment and asking them to stay within it. I think it's very hard for any cricketer. Indeed, unprecedented times, but uh, things are working out. Things are working towards better for sure. Next question we've got from uh, Ready for All 
Hello, ready for all. And the question is Rishabh Pant versus Ashan Kishan. Whom do you pick? Ooh, nice. I would pick Rishabh Pant because I think he's, uh, he's a more all-round cricketer. He has more international experience. He's somebody who can, you know, take on fast bowling and take on spinning. And he's got a lot of, he's got a variety of shots. And more importantly, I feel he's got a better head on his shoulder, which I place a lot of emphasis on. Now, not to uh, say that Ishan Kishan isn't as strong probably at this point of time because of the amount of cricket Rishabh Pant has played in, at the international level. I do believe that at this point of time, he has a slight edge over Ishan Kishan. Interesting. Well, at this point of time, I think I should also mention to all our viewers, great questions coming in and also one of the best questions will win a free bet. So, you can, if you want, you can up your game. But right now as well, great questions coming in. All right, we've got another question coming in from Sam. And the question is, what was on your mind before and after the Nidas Trophy heist? Well, you know, before the tro before the final, I think just like anybody else, I just walked into that game hoping to do my best. And you know, I, I guess I was lucky. The stars fell in place. It aligned itself perfectly for me to have a great day that night. And after the final, it was a, it's been a different feeling altogether to be part of it, to know that you're part of the most watched YouTube video in sports ever in the history is something that is very, in, in many ways, it's, it's a good feeling. All right, Sam, I hope that answers your question. Next one, SK Master. The question is, tell us about the ups and downs of your career and how you made such a strong comeback after 2016 to become captain of KKR. I think ups and downs uh, are part of every person's life. I think you need to deal with it with a smile. Realize that you're not the only one going through hardship. I think it's a very, very integral part of any human being, any strata of society, any sphere that they're part of. You will go through ups and downs. You need to stay resilient. You need to focus on what is important at that point of time. And, you know, you need to move forward knowing that the best is yet to come. How did I make a strong comeback after 2016? I think, you know, I had two very, very good years in Gujarat Lions and uh, I, I'd done very well for them and in the previous seasons in IPL. So KKR did look at me as an option for captaincy and I'm happy I could, uh, you know, I was honored to be a captain of such a strong franchise. Indeed. Khalid DJ has another question. Khalid DJ is asking, when did you start playing professional cricket? Can you share with us some details about your first match? Nice. I started playing professional cricket at the age of 16. When you say professional cricket, I'm assuming domestic cricket. So I played at 16 when I was 16 years old. And my first ever match was against Baroda. We played, uh, you know, in Chennai. Uh, Irfan Patan was my opponent. He was up and coming. He was doing really well for himself as well. So, you know, it was a match that I'll always remember. It was a very, very good match. Okay. Khalid DJ, thank you for that question. Another one, Chelsea 23. What is a match or series during your career that you can't forget? If it has to be a match, then I'd go for the Nidahas Trophy final because of the gravity of how big it was over, you know, uh, the Bangladesh versus Sri Lanka issues, uh, you know, the Nagin dance and all of that that preceded it was really fun. If I had to choose a series, then I would to choose the World T20 2007 that uh, Dhoni was captain. I think... Um, in many ways, that was a trendsetter to where we are sitting today, to make the T20 format an extremely successful one. And most importantly, it brought global cricket to the fore, which is very important in any sphere, any sport. Well, I'm sure the fans and me myself remember that time very, very well. We've got another question coming up from SK Master. He's asking us, tell us about 
the secret behind your fitness as you're playing the game at a high level since 2003 i think um, fitness is a lifestyle it's just not exercising alone it's what you put into your mouth what sort of you know work ethics you have most importantly how consistent are you with your sleep patterns do you sleep at a very very consistent time you know and you give the body enough rest to recover i think these are very very important qualities for you to be consistently fit over a period of time otherwise more often than not with the with the extent of the cricket played and most importantly the intensity with which it is played you're bound to pick up an injury at some point of time yeah that's a very good point well where a lot of people talk about fitness in terms of what should be eaten and you know the consistency in eating and sort of exercising sleeping becomes such a huge and plays such a huge role in your overall fitness interesting all right uh, we've got iron underscore mike asking is it true you hold the indian record for the most it is true that you hold uh, hold the indian record for most time between test matches eight and a half years did you ever doubt you'd get back i think you play the sport especially when you play domestic cricket you always want to do well for your state but at the back of your mind the thrill of playing the for the country and representing the country is always there and that always pushed me to do better in my domestic cricket and i always believed i could make a comeback in test cricket and i was lucky in many ways that i made the comeback against in england and it went well so it's it's an absolute honor to play test cricket and i'm very happy i, I don't know if the time was between 8 and 1/2 years to be very honest with you but if it is that you know it sounds good <laughs> all right another one we've got uh, peter 88 asking one for you rohit overat as a captain that's a tricky one it's not tricky i answer it in two parts i feel uh, you know i believe rohit uh, is a terrific white ball captain and virat is an amazing red ball captain i think he's done fabulously for us in test cricket okay that went smooth that was really smooth <laughs> all right moving on we've got another question from t total and he's asking sorry my bad chelsea 23 what is your second favorite sport after cricket it'll be a close call between tennis and table tennis i like playing both the sports even though i think i'm a little better at table tennis how come not squash oh no no that's not that first of all you you know the trick behind playing it's it's a very hard sport and never compete yeah. with your uh, wife never works out <laughs> all right moving on next question uh we've got uh, the next question from t total what will cricket look like in the future will test cricket still be important that's a great question that is a really good question what will cricket look like in the future i i do feel there's going to be major changes you know it'll be really controversial if i do want to come out with whatever i feel right now so i'll 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 just leave it with i feel it'll be very different in a decade's time it's going to be looking nothing like what it is today and i i genuinely believe it's the direction that it is heading in will test cricket still be important i do think over a period of time it's lost a lot of its relevance but I do wish there is test cricket around because it's a great format people enjoy it but a lot of the cricket boards are struggling hosting test matches and having enough infrastructure to have it as an integral part of their domestic system as well and that's why in many in a few of the countries test cricket has really taken a back seat but does it have enough support in the cricketing world itself when when it comes from you know the sponsorship point of view and the business of cricket it is not as easy as it looks it looks very beautiful on the outside but 
you do know if you speak to broadcasters, if you speak to other cricketing boards, it is harder to host a test match than a T20 match. Interesting. Okay. Here's hoping test cricket survives. We've got another question coming up. Uh, we've got Benny and the Jets asking, what is your favorite place in the world you have toured to and why? Oh, by a distance, I think my favorite place under the mount, probably a test to what I'm saying is London. I really like the city. It's a beautiful city. Why? Because, you know, it's a proper sporting city. Any sport is accepted. They watch all the things possible, cricket, soccer. You have, uh, you know, music shows. You have movies. You have theater. It's a very well-rounded city. It's a very cosmopolitan city. Anybody feels very much at home. It's a pretty expensive city to live in, but it's, it's a lovely city to be part of, especially in the summer. Yeah, the English summer, as we call it. All right. Next question coming up. We've got uh, Gilly. Gilly asking, what is the most important advice you can offer for a budding wicketkeeper? I'll give you a couple of tips. Number one, try and work a lot of strength into your lower body because keeping has got to do a lot with your lower body. So make sure everything hip down. You're very, very strong and you're working on it. Number two, always try and watch the ball from the release. Forget the batsman in front of you and try and always mimic and feel like the ball is coming to you irrespective of the fact whether the batsman has hit it or not. That is one of the toughest skills to try and acquire. But keep practicing and you'll keep getting better at it. Very nice. What is the most important advice that you received, uh, DK, that you remember till date when you started off on your career journey? You know, to be a good human being through the whole process, I think sometimes you lose your personality and you get too caught up with all the frills of playing international sport and cricket is a religion in India and you get so much glamour and, you know, glitz associated with it that sometimes you forget the person you are and who you were when you started out. So I've always been... I've always made a conscious effort to, you know, try and be as good a person as I could be. Yeah, well, you've done a great job of it. All right, we've got another question coming in. Uh, we've got uh, Stoidy Um Three. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Wrong, but it says other than Dhoni, who's your most admired wicketkeeper? I really like Adam Gilchrist. I think phenomenal keeper batsman. He's probably one of my favorites and. Um, I've always enjoyed Brendan McCullum and knowing him as a person has made it uh, even, even more fun. Yeah. Hell, you know, I have to add, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I have to add Kumar Sangakara to the list as well. I think he's a phenomenal, you know, phenomenal wicketkeeper batsman and probably one of the most underrated in many ways. He's got a test average that that's, and most players will be envious of. Also a great human being. Absolutely, Bet. absolutely. No doubt about it. Okay, next question we've got from Crick Crazy Nicks. Crick Crazy Nicks is asking, with so much data analysis done, how critical do you think is the ability to change plans on the field? First of all, uh, I know Crick Crazy Nicks very well. He used to obviously be, uh, you know, <clears throat> doing work along with, I mean, being a journalist, I don't know if he's still doing it, but I know him very well. Anyway, with so much analysis done, how critical do you think I think data analysis has taken the T20 sport especially to another level because, you know, uh, you can see the way they set fields, the way they, you know, uh, bring in the bowlers, what they call matchups are a lot more these days. So that is in many ways when I say cricket's answer to football, not only the time limit, but the way analysis is done, the planning is done. There is a lot of effort put into 
who needs to bowl at what point of time who needs to bat at what point of time which fielder needs to be at which place you know those kind of intricate details we're talking about and it's it's very good and i think it's taken cricket to another level how critical do you think it is the ability to change plans on the field yes i think in many ways you go with data analysis you understand it you have that as plan b but plan a should be what you feel instinctively at that point of time because you know that's what your gut tells you and a lot of the times you have to listen to it you have to get that feel out of you know as a captain you need to have that feel and pulse for the game yeah all right another one coming in we've got uh, mr mathur with a question mayank mathur what was your mindset before going after well in 19th over when i went in i had only one way to go i had to hit every ball that i saw and i tried my best to do it but uh dk you know we are going to witness a high pressure match there are so many high pressure situations what is the kind of self talk that you did under such situations you do a lot of self talk before the match uh, you know when you're padded up to bat and as you walk into bat a lot of the times most of the players the only thing that they tell themselves is watch the ball a lot of the times you get caught up with a lot of other things and then you forget to do the basic which is to watch the ball get into good position watch the field see the gaps there are so many small small things i don't want to bore you with all that but you know you keep telling yourself what suits you over a period of time when you play a lot of high pressure situations you understand what suits you and what gets the best out of you as a player so you try and achieve that when you're batting in the middle got it all right next question coming up all right the next question that we have is by tv underscore terry 24 tell us about life in the commentary box is there anything happening behind the scenes that could surprise the viewers i think life in the commentary box is a lot of fun uh, you know with the right set of people you tend to have a lot of fun you chat a lot you speak about the sport you speak about other things other than sport as well and uh, i've only done uh, a commentary for sky tv and you know they have a terrific set of people very very good at their job and most importantly nice set of people as well i enjoyed my time there is there anything happening behind the scenes yeah they, they speak a lot of uh, cricket they taunt you they you know they 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 try and make fun of you they do everything normally that you know a bunch of boys would do yeah I, and in many ways you know uh, <clears throat> in sky sports this absolute gender parity is a big thing so we have always have a couple of uh, ladies isa guha or you know abeni we had the, <clears throat> so quite a few of them uh, mel so i'm sure you know all of these people they were all there along with me so at various points of time you have conversations with them it's a lot of fun as well yeah but dk uh, who's your favorite commentary partner who have you really enjoyed a banter with you know for my personality trait i've enjoyed it with uh, bumble uh, you know it's a lot of fun uh, he had this i i really like his sense of humor very very interesting sarcastic dry it's it's fun okay all right moving on shifting gears to our next question and uh, the next question that we have here is by felix 1 and he's asking can you describe any superstitions while playing why did you have them um you know first I, i will tell you one of my superstitions i always try and wear not i always try i always wear my right pad first it 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 was a superstition at the start because obviously you know when you're growing up your parents tell you put your right leg in front when you go into a temple put your right leg in front so you know automatically i think i started putting my right pad first up 
and over a period of time it became second nature to me if i had to go to my left pad suppose one day i decide i want to break the superstition and wear a left pad i would just feel feel so awkward doing it it just wouldn't come about i'd feel very you know it would be a bit of an out of body experience in many ways i'd be so conscious doing it so you know just kind of satin Uh, you know as i said the reason some some is just habit some you just you know done well in a certain game and you've done something and you feel wow why can i hold on to this but uh, in many ways it's a bad habit actually is it a bad habit why why is it why would you say that you know as long as superstitions um become Stop. routines they're fine Correct. when yeah. superstitions become uh, become <clears throat> or rather i'll put it this way as long as these kind of uh, actions that you do become routines it's fine because it's not result oriented but when it becomes yeah. when it is a superstition at the start it is very result oriented and you know you're never going to achieve uh, results because of a lot of superstitions and most of the players over a period of time have as little superstitions as possible yeah but what is the most peculiar superstition without naming the cricketer but what is the most peculiar superstition that you've seen of say any cricketer during your journey I've seen a, a batsman cough crazily before they go to bat. Like I, I realized, then it was one of their superstitions. Like cough like mad. Like you'd feel like probably he has something going on there. But they do it every time before they go to bat. So yeah, I guess uh, different. What are you saying? <laughs> interesting. Very very interesting. All right, next question coming up. And actually, you know, uh, before we move on to that question, we have a question from our team. which is uh, of course behind the entire production right now working very hard and this is an internal team member question and they ask you can you provide us the address from where you shop <laughs> we're just asking for a friend and i'm also very intrigued to know where are you shopping from uh no that's a secret if i do give it away then everybody would be wearing this on the street please don't ask me that what are you saying you seriously not telling us about that <laughs> Okay, got it. Got uh, you it. know, if I have to be very honest, if I have to be very honest, it's in a very, very <laughs> basic online shop. You just need to open your eyes, and maybe you'll see it. Got it. He's keeping it under wraps, guys. This is what is happening. DK is not going to tell us where is he shopping from. That's top secret. All right, we've got one more question coming in. We've got a question from Bhavik, and the question is: If you could tell us about your bond with Pandya Brothers and Rohit Sharma. Yeah, uh, in many ways, uh, without being too dramatic about it, they're like brothers to me. The Pandya brothers, you know, we, we hang out a lot. It's just a great vibe. I really like them as personalities. They're good fun. They're very nice guys. Uh, I enjoy spending time with them. Rohit, look, I think from the day he started his cricket, I've been, you know, with him, playing with him. We always connected very well. We make a lot of fun with each other, and. Um, you know i had to restrain myself a lot during that interview sometimes i found things funny but over a period of time i think he's one of the nicest guys a great family guy and you know i have a special bond with uh, all three guys there sweet very sweet all right another question coming in from chintan and the question is your opening stint with uh, wasim jafar in england tell us about that uh Yeah, it was a big success story. That Wasim Jaffer and uh, Dinesh Karthik, two different opposite, polar opposite characters, but kind of connected together on a cricket field with the bat in hand, and we did a good job. I think we, in many ways, gave India some critical starts during that series, and you know everybody scored well in that series. It was a phenomenal series, and to go on to win that series was uh, one of the highlights of my cricketing career for sure. Alright, another question coming in from Aniket, and the question is. 
part of the 2007 T20I World Cup winning campaign. How was that experience? Another high point of my life, I guess. You know, how many people can definitely say they've been part of a World Cup winning team? I think I've been honored. I've been blessed. Very grateful for that to God always because it's not many times that you can be part of a World Cup winning team. And it was an inaugural edition. We beat Pakistan in the final. Doesn't get bigger than that, I guess. Indeed. Uh, well, of course, that that entire campaign, 2007, the first match that happened in Durban where India, you know, won against Pakistan uh, in a bowl-out. Even that hmm. stage. I mean, we, uh, that was, that was, your memories of that particular match, DK? Oh, what a tight match that was, you know, in many ways. It just yeah. kept going down the wire and a brilliant game. It was slightly cold that day as well in Durban. Uh, the red match, I think, uh, most importantly, the bowl out was such a funny one. You know, not, not many people yeah. knew what to do. And, uh, you know, for non-bowlers bowl for us, proper bowlers bowl for Pakistan. It was a comedy of sorts, but it all all's well that ends well. And we're happy we went away with the win there. What was the, what was the tension like? Because Mizbah al was at it. He 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 was the one. He, I think he claimed something fifty-four, and uh, he got he was the one who got the match so close. I mean, he tied the match. So, what was the tension like at that moment? Also, you can understand that at that stage, not many people knew who Miss Baul Haq was. We knew what who Shoaib Malik was, who Yunus Khan was, who Shahid Afridi was. Miss Baul Haq was unheard at that stage. He went on to become a solid player and you know captain Pakistan. That was a story later. But he really batted well. You could see why he was so good. He was able to absorb pressure, you know, uh, and bat well under uh, pressure situations, thrive under it. So that was good to see. And uh, obviously, he did well in both the occasions that we played against India. A solid player. And obviously, he turned out uh, talismanic over a period of time for Pakistan. Correct. In the finals, also, he was at it. But uh, luckily, India got away and we had the World Cup. All right. With that, let's move on to our next question. This was the last question here. Thank you so much, everyone, for you know putting in the question. Uh, there, is a, there is a comment coming in. Is there a place for both Ashan Kishan and Pant in the team? Is there a chance for one of them playing as a pure batsman? All right. So, we've got another question here. We've got Akshay asking this question. Hmm. No, I don't think both Ishan Kishan and Rishabhan can play in the same level in this current team because, uh, you know, Ishan Kishan is an opener and we have Rohit and KL Rahul batting really well. So, I don't see him playing in the eleven for sure at the start. Maybe as the tournament unfolds, you know, you never know how these tournaments work itself out. If an injury takes place, if somebody lack of form, definitely. But at the start, I don't see both of them playing together. All right. Thank you so much, Akshay. And thank you so much, everyone, for asking and dropping in your questions. This is the last question because we're a little crunch on time. And uh, with that, we'll move on to our next, next segment on the show. And the question is, okay, here in another question. We've got Ankit asking, DK, are you going to com continue with commentary into the future? Wow. Plenty of questions. I understand the excitement. Go ahead, DK. Mm. I have thought about it, but... It depends on how much time I have, to be very honest. Um, I haven't really given it thought because as of now, there is the World Cup. I'm injured. Otherwise, I'd be playing in the T20 domestic comp. But because I'm injured, I wouldn't be there. But I'd definitely play the Vijay Hazari, the one-day tournament. And if after that, uh, you know, if there's any opportunity, I might think about it. All right. Now, I, I'm going to count to five. If anybody wants to ask any more questions, you can get that in. Otherwise, we'll quickly shift gears to uh, the next segment that we have. And let me tell you, your time is up. 
in two, three, four, five, done. All right. With oh my God, here another question. We got Ronaldo or Messi? Okay, Ronaldo or Messi? Uh, first of all, I admit I'm not a big soccer fan, but I think I like Messi a little more. Right, Messi it is. And uh, now, can I just move on to the next next segment, guys? That'd be that'd be great if we can move on because we're a little crunch in time. I hope everybody's happy. I hope uh, DK's answered all your questions. And very quickly to the next one, it is DK's pick. Okay. All right. So. DK's pick it is. Now, let me tell you, we asked a couple of questions to DK and uh, you guys are very well aware of the questions. And we're going to give out the answers now. And let me tell you, if any one of you has answered even one question correctly, you get a 0.25 MBTC free bet. So that's the price. And uh, let's quickly ask the questions right here on the show and get the answers out from DK. So, DK, the very first question that we asked you was, and here it comes. Who is your favorite T20 cricketer at the moment? Those were the options. Sunil Narayan, Varun Chakravarti, Rohit Sharma, or Rashid Khan. And your answer is? Uh, you know, Rashid Khan is a great bowler, but still, he hasn't played with me yet, so I don't know. Rohit Sharma is a brother. But again, he hasn't played with me together with KKR. So it has to be between Sunil Narayan and Varun Chakravarti. And uh, I've really, as much as I've really enjoyed playing with Sunil Narayan for the last four years, at this point of time, I think my favorite cricketer is Varun Chakravarti. Varun Chakravarti it is. Now, I don't know how many people got the answers correctly because we're going to see it on the leaderboard in just a few minutes after he's given out all the answers. But if you answered Varun Chakravarti, you do take back home at 0.25 MBTC. Free bet. Moving on to the next question that we asked DK. The next question we asked DK is, here it comes. Your favorite match of your career so far? And of course, the options as you can see. DK, what's your pick? Uh, with this one, I think, um, you know, it's a pretty straightforward answer. And I'm pretty sure a lot of the guys would have got this right. I have to go with the Nidhaas Trophy final. Yeah. We spoke about it so much throughout the show. So it is uh, the Nidahas. If you got the answers right, guys, congratulations. All right. The last question that we asked, Deacon, we asked you three questions. The last question that we asked you coming up on your screen Who, according to you, is the best commentator? Sunil Gavaskarisa, Guha Nasir Sen, or Arsha Bogle? Who is it, DK? You know, uh, obviously, Sunil Gavaskar is the most experienced one. I, I haven't done much commentary with him. Uh, Harsha Bogli, again, is very close to me. I really like him as a person. He's, a, he's, a, he's somebody who's, you know, over a period of time shown the world of production and broadcasting how good it is to be, you know, an outsider in many ways. He's a Goa. She's solid at her job. She's the first one, actually, who introduced me and uh, made me understand how commentary works. But I have to admit, my favorite is Nasser Hussain because of various technical details with relation to commentary in the short stint that I had with him, I thought he was fabulous. All right. So, Nasir Hussain it is. And a very, very tactical commentator, if I may add. Uh, really, really good. And all the names out there, very, very, um, very, very dedicated to the job. But so are you, DK. That's it. Now, let's take a look at the leaderboard and let's see how many people actually won a 0.25 MVTC free bet. And here it is. Wow, that's a lot of people. A lot of people got those answers, right? Take a look at the number of people who got two out of three, right? Nobody's got 
all three of them right, I think. I think many of them got a two right, but not all three. All right, congratulations to everyone and uh, congratulations on the win. Thank you so much, DK. Thanks a lot. But before you go, I have to ask you, India versus Pakistan, what are your predictions for the same? And who do you think is going to be the match winner? So I, I believe that India is a way, way better side than Pakistan. And I'm not saying this because, you know, I, I come from the same country. I just believe that over a period of time, the standard of cricketers we have produced, the quality of cricket we've played with the tournament like IPL, where you rub shoulders with the best of the best and then still find ways to be the best at that. I do think India is head and shoulders above Pakistan in terms of pure skill and talent. But all of that means for nothing on a given day. It's about how well you can go and execute yourself, how calm you can be under pressure, you know, make sure you do the basics right and all and so on and so forth. So the answer definitely would be India have the upper hand going into the game. And I do think if we play to a potential, in many ways, it'll be a pretty straightforward match for us. Yep, it, it is indeed. And here's hoping, fingers crossed. In this T20 World Cup, if you had to pick one player who would really stand out from the Indian team, who are you watching for? Yeah, maybe I'll, I've been saying this for some time, but I'm very, very keen to see how Varun Chakravarti goes. He's obviously come and done well for KKR and IPL. He's a standout bowler. He's the only bowler who's less than seven runs economy throughout for two years now, which says a lot. And it is a pretty hard tournament to be a part of. So I'm really excited to see how he is, you know, in many ways, taking international cricket. Does he feel as part of his stride or, you know, he has the skill sets. He's got mystery about him, which is great. we got to see if he delivers at the international stage now. All right. So, Varun Chakravarti it is. Well, of course, all eyes on Varun Chakravarti. There are a lot of big names in the squad that we have. It will be interesting to see the combinations that we go to. But if I had to ask you, who do you think are uh, the two teams in the finals that you reckon? What would it be? I believe it will be India as England. I think that will be the final. India versus England. Okay. All right. So, India versus England it would be. And uh, all the best. All the best to our team, India. Also, I had mentioned that, of course, the best question that has been asked to DK will receive a free bet. We will, of course, uh, of course, I think... Uh, I think we've chosen the question. Are we going to let you know in some in a bit? I'll let me just quickly check. All right. So here it is. The question that has won the free bet here is SK Master. And the question was, tell us about the secret behind your fitness as you've been playing the game at a high level since 2003. This has received the best question. And congratulations, SK Master. You receive a free bet. Do you like the question? Absolutely. I think it's a very pertinent question. Being fit is has uh, become a way of life for a lot of us. Uh, you can see how with the advent of, uh, you know, social media in many ways in the gym, you can see so many handles out there posting videos of them doing exercises. And as I said, it's a very important part of everybody's life. And, I'm, you know, you asked a very, very pertinent question in today's world. Yes, indeed. Rings a, rings a bell with a lot of, of course, youngsters watching it. And you added such great points about the fact that there has to be consistency in your sleep pattern as well. Great. Thank you so much, DK. I wish you all the best. I wish Team India all the best. And uh, I hope I see you very soon in person. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you.